Hello and welcome to Duffy's Tavern from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A special rebroadcast for the American Armed Forces and their allies. You're invited to drop in where the elite meet to eat. Duffy's Tavern. Hello, Duffy's Tavern, where the elite meet to eat. Archie DeMange is speaking. Duffy ain't here. Hello, Duffy. Uh, fancy you calling me here. Uh, uh, tonight, uh, Ransom Sherman. The screwball. Yeah, the guy from radio. He what? Well, Duffy, you ain't a fair judge. You've heard him. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, uh, he's gonna have his own radio show. Yeah, the Nitwit Court. Uh, what part does he play? Uh, it's a dual role. Yeah, he's both the wit and the nit. <laughs> Yeah, well, Duffy, uh, we're gonna close the joint And, uh, by the way, I wanna state right here and now That I ain't coming back in the fall for no 15 bucks a week Don't forget what? Security Permanence Regular hours Free meals hmm. Look, I can get all of them things in Alcatraz And meet a nicer class of people <laughs> Well, look, you better think things over, Duffy Okay <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, Eddie, come on now. If we're gonna close this joint, we gotta get busy. Uh, did you sweep up the sawdust? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, huh? Well, uh, then put it in a box and take it over to Brunchwagger to butcher it. Uh, we're subletting it to him. Yeah, but first, see, I'd like to filter it. You'd like to filter it? Why? Well, we still ain't located Mr. O'Rourke. Oh. Oh, good. Oh, I... Uh, hiya, Finnegan. Uh, what are you gonna do, Just uh, sit around in the heat and smelt it? <laughs> oh, no, no. I expect to get away for a while, Arch. The, out into the open. Into the open, huh? Where, where are you going? Oh, I have been invited by some friends of mine to spend a few weeks on their fire escape. Oh. <laughs> Just gonna lap up a life of luxury, huh? Oh, no, no, no. I'm gonna still keep up my business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what business was that again, Finnegan? Dog walking. Oh. You mean you get paid for walking dogs? Well, certainly, Arch. What else? Do I get 15 cents for little dogs, 20 cents for middle-sized dogs, and 10 cents for great big dogs? Yeah. Uh, how uh, come you charge less for the big dogs? I ride them home. <laughs> oh. Hi-ho, Fido. Uh, <clears throat> look, do they, uh, do they make you wear a muzzle, Finnegan? Oh, no, Arch. They know I'm too gentle to bite a dog. Yeah, well, you got to be careful not to, you know. You know, some of them dogs is very valuable. Oh, yeah? Yeah, sure. A friend of mine once had a Pekingese was worth over $3,000. $3,000? Yeah. Imagine a little dog saving up all that money. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ransom Sherman has a new radio show, and there's a highly remote possibility that he might hire me. But you ain't no radio actor, Miss Arthur. There's two schools of thought on that, Eddie. Mm. But you never went to either one of them schools. Well, Eddie, it don't take no brains to be a radio actor. Well, that's why you're so confident. Yeah, sure. That's the difference between you and me, Eddie, you know. We both got talent, but uh, where we disseminate is... Uh, I got confidence and you ain't. No, no. Where we disseminate is, you say you got talent and you got confidence. I say I ain't got talent and I got confidence that you ain't got talent. Oh. What kind of radio program is this, anyhow? Why, it is called the Nitwood Court. Oh, you got talent. Say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arch, what do they do on this program? Uh, oh, they solve problems for domestics and relations. Uh, oh. You know, um... Advice to the loved one. Oh, oh, yeah? Oh, I love them kind of programs. I always used to listen to the Goodwill Court. You did, huh? Yeah. My mother and father was on it five times. Uh, five times? Huh? What for? Yeah, well, the first time my father hauled my mother up there was because she beat him up. Yeah, huh? What about the other four times? Well, my mother liked being on the radio so much she kept on beating him up. <laughs> Five times more and she can take it over to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. Hello, Archie. Oh, hello, Miss Duffy. Uh, look, what are you doing with all them maps there? I'm going to take a railroad trip on the Santa Fe. The Santa Fe. Miss Duffy, that is the Santa Fe. You see, the A is pronounced like an E on account of that little French aperitif on top. <laughs> uh, what uh, we United States citizens call an apostrophe. <laughs> Hey, yeah, you shouldn't know that. Every time you see a he, you holler, hey. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what are you doing traveling non-essential train trips during wartime? No, this is an emergency. What's the emergency? Have to meet a fella. What fella? Any fella. <laughs> I haven't got one. That's why I'm looking at all these maps. 
Well, Miss Duffy, it's a vicious circle, you see. You, you look at the map and go someplace, meet a fella. Then he looks at your map and goes someplace else. Oh, yeah. Well, I bet I get a fell on the Santa Fe. Well, if you do, I bet they change the name from Sandy Fee to Sandy Claus. Look, Eddie, I'm gonna get on Ransom Sherman's radio show, and my name ain't Mud. Nothing's gonna stop me this time. When Ransom Sherman gets here... Now, Miss Archie, well, why don't you... Look, I'm telling you, this time I'm serious. I'm concentrating on that job, and nothing or nobody is gonna take my mind off of it. Bonsoir, Archie. Oh. See you later, Eddie. Uh, well, uh, Monsieur Yvette. Uh, you're looking Trey Gauche this evening. <laughs> but as for me, I am Trey, Trey, and I ain't kidding. I am Trey, said. Mais pourquoi? Don't you even want to know why? <laughs> it's because we're closing the Shade Duffy, and uh, I may not get a chance to see you. <laughs> oh, that's why you're so sad. Yeah, yeah. Yvette, uh, can't we work something out, uh, some way that we could see each other? Uh, maybe the beach, huh? The beach? Yeah, I'm quite anxious to have you see me in a bathing suit. <clears throat> but I do say so myself, I got a very exquisite trousseau. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll call you up and fix up a date. Uh, hey, wait a minute, uh, you never gave me your number. Oh, really? Hmm, how careful of me. Ah, oh, come on, you gotta give me your number, huh? Well... Ah, oh, come on. All right. Call me up at home tomorrow, and I'll give it to you. Oh, all right, that's great. Now, how about a song? All right, Archie. Here's a special French song just for you. Oh, go ahead. Do something. Maybe you'll wake the folks up a little bit. Sing out loud. Good and loud. Les souvenirs sont là pour m'étouffer De larmes, de pleurs, de baisers Oui, je revois les bons matins d'avril Nous vivions sous les toits tout en haut
Wasn't that a beautiful song, Eddie? What beautiful words. If you only knew what they meant in English. What do they mean? Uh, Boogie Popsy Samovar? Uh, <laughs> it means, uh, it means that, uh, well, it loses something when you translate it. Uh, <clears throat> hey, wait a minute, uh, who was that peculiar-looking guy that just come in there? I think that's Ransom Sherman. Ransom Sherman? He, he looks very whimsical. <laughs> uh, hello, Mr. Sherman. Mm, hello, lad. Yeah, he's whimsical, all right. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Sherman, uh, may I say that the flora of your presence is exceeded only by our fauna in having you here. Thank you, sir, and may I say that the courtesy of your manner is exceeded only by the dirtesy of your shirt. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, I like you much better without that mustache. I never had a mustache. Did you ever have a beard? No. Goatee? No. You mean your face was always out in the open like that? <laughs> what are you talking about? Precisely. Precisely? Uh, tell me, how many red points do you cost a squirrel? <laughs> oh, you've got that... They've, they've taken me off, except beef. Oh. <laughs> By the way, we haven't met, have you? Uh, no, you have. I'm Archie. Oh, well, who, who isn't these days? <laughs> you ain't. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, Sherman, not to be personal, but have you got bats in your belfry? Bats? No, the only the only pets that I keep are dogs. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of dogs? Uh, Doberman Punchies? <laughs> no, no, I have two lovely autograph hounds. <laughs> uh, autograph, autograph hounds. Uh, what are they? Oh, just cocker spaniels with a flair for penmanship. Yeah. You mean dogs that can write? Uh-huh. How did they learn how to write? The older one taught the younger one. Oh. <laughs> Uh, tell me, how did the older one learn? Well, the younger one gave him a fountain pen for his birthday. <laughs> well, that was nice of him, huh? So. Where did he get this fountain pen? From Phil Baker. He was on Take It or Leave It. <laughs> oh, he's really a wonderful dog. Wouldn't you like to meet him? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to meet him. Uh, tell him to write me for an appointment. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah. Well, well, so this is Duffy's Tavern. Yeah, how do you like it, then? I think it's a dump. All of a sudden, he talks sense. <laughs> What's wrong with the place, anyhow? Oh, nothing that you can put your finger on without getting it dirty. <laughs> Don't you ever use water around here? We'll use water around here? <laughs> Only as a chaser. <laughs> Did you call me Archie? A chaser? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Miss Duffy, this is Ransom Sherman. Ransom Sherman? Who? Hmm. Ransom Ransom. <laughs> Oh, that's very flattering, Miss Duffy. Well, you happen to be Miss Duffy's favorite type of man. Oh, what do you mean? You're alive. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look, Miss Duffy, I got to talk business to Ransom, so if you don't mind, uh, blow. Get out of here. Scram, huh? Okay, I can take a hint. (laughs) See you later, Mr. Sherman, and don't forget, (laughs) I'll be saving myself for Ransom. (laughs) Well, huh? (laughs) Archie, <laughs> you know, I like that girl and I hate myself for it. <laughs> With me, it's just the other way around. 
Yeah. Uh, look, uh, Rance, now tell me, you're, you're going to start this new Nitwit uh, Court radio show, aren't you? Yes, Archie. The killer cycles will once again reverberate with my pulsating stentorian tones. Yeah. Well, why do you care as long as a sponsor likes you? <laughs> uh, and, uh, by the way, Rance, uh, what would you think about putting me on your program? You! Now, wait a minute. You say you as though it was the most horrible thing that could happen. Then I did give it the right inflection. <laughs> Archie, do you think that you can cope with the earth-shaking human problems that the nitwit court will handle? I can cope them as well as the next guy. I solve them problems all day long. Mm -hmm. For example, take Mr. and Mrs. Moriarty. Yeah. They busted up, you know. He hated her, she hated him. Who brought them back to welded bliss together? You? Right. And how? By intelligent, sympathetic reasoning. Mm -hmm. I convinced her that the worst trick she could play on the guy was to go back to him. Huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, take another problem, uh... O'Rourke's kid, uh, little Dimitri. Little Dimitri. Yeah. Uh, when Dimitri was thinking of giving up his education, who advised him to stick in reform school? You don't say that. Yeah, the very person. So what do you say, Rance? Uh, do I go on uh, Nitwit Court? But there are three jurors. Where would I get two other Nitwits to match you? Oh, that wouldn't be hard. Uh, I got just the guys for you. Finnegan, Eddie. Man, here's your jury, Rance. <laughs> what are you thinking of? Hmm. Looks like what happens when Fibber McGee opens his closet. <laughs> well, that's only what they look like. <laughs> well, you hear them. Uh, uh, Eddie, you've met, I think, but I suppose you're wondering uh, who is Finnegan here. Hmm? Not who. What? <laughs> Finnegan only graduated from Harvard. No. Uh, class of 28, wasn't it, Finnegan? Yeah, uh, 28. Uh, 29 counting a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's a very funny joke, Finnegan. Oh, but Arch, I want you We to heard the joke, now shut up. <laughs> now, uh, you see, Rance, uh, I don't say that uh, me constituent Finnegan here is a, uh, is a flash mind. No. Now, his is the slow, sure, steady type of brain that never loses a grip on a thought, you know? Got the brain of a bulldog. Now, Arch, I'm just thinking, I think it was tidy counting the teacher. <laughs> You see that? Thorough. Thorough. Yeah. When Finnegan's on a thought, he don't stop thinking on that thought until it's thoroughly thunk up. <laughs> but, uh, Rance, we don't expect you to take uh, three pokes at a pig. No. Uh, all we ask is that you give us a tryout. Okay. We'll give you a tryout. We'll try you, and then you're out. Well, that's fair enough. Cathedral bells were tolling And our hearts sang on Was it the spell of Paris Or the London dawn Who knows when we shall meet again But when the morning chimes Ring sweet again Sweet again I'll be seeing you In all the old familiar places That this heart of mine retraces 
all day through In that small cafe The park across the way The children's carousel The chestnut trees The wishing well I'll be seeing you in every lovely summer's day In everything that's light and gay I'll always think of you that way I'll find you in the morning sun And when the night is new I'll be looking at the moon But I'll be lovely summer's day in everything that's light and gay I'll always think of you that way I'll find you in the morning sun and when the night is new I'll be looking at the moon but I'll be seeing you. Hello, Duffy. Well, it looks like I'm going on the radio with Ransom Sherman. Uh, now, how about that raise? How much do I want? Well, I'm getting 15 and, uh... Before this radio thing came up, I was willing to settle for a small raise. But now, 17 bucks or nothing. <laughs> yes, sir. That's me alma matum. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, leave us get on with the Nitwit Court, Ransom, huh? All right. We'll do that. The Nitwit Court is now called to order. We present our three jurors who will answer tonight's problems. First, Eddie Green, the head and only waiter. Thank you. Thank you. Clifton Finnegan, whose class at Harvard voted him the man most unlikely. <laughs> oh, thanks Hey, by the way, I'm just thinking uh, That was a clash of 31 I forgot to count myself See, he's still thinking up that thought <laughs> And nextly, and thirdly, and leastly Archie, the miracle of Moran's Creek I think he's one and all The court is now in session We have a letter here from a girl who signs herself Quote, sick of tomatoes She writes... I am engaged to a prosperous owner of a vegetable store. Instead of roses, he sends me tomatoes. He claims that tomatoes are more romantic than roses. Is this true? Juror Archie? Well, I think roses are more romantic. Hmm? On what grounds? On the grounds that nobody ever wrote a song called Moonlight and Tomatoes. <laughs> and furthermore, if she marries this man, he's apt to liable to wind up calling him my wild Irish tomato. <laughs> Precisely. And thank you, Sick of Tomatoes, for a very interesting question. Next question. Uh, Judge Sherman. Yes, Miss Duff. I have a question. You have a question? Well, pop it. That's just a trouble. Nobody will pop it. Miss Duffy, if you have a question, will you please state it simply so that these erudite jurors... Just a can... second, Sherman. Who's erudite? We're just as smart as you are. <laughs> Flattery will get you nowhere. Now, for Miss Duffy's problem. Well, I am an attractive young woman. Just a second, Miss Duffy. Stick to the facts. Well, we, um, 
Uh, I am a young woman. That's better. And I have a million fellas who are dying to marry me. Why don't I ever meet any of them? Well, now, that's a nice question. Short, but not too interesting. How about a jury? Well, sir, in questions of marriage, as William Randolph Shakespeare once said uh, in uh, his play, Othello, and uh, mark you, I quote uh, uh, W.R.S. Verboten, marriage is an institution, and whom wants to live in an institution? Well, wait a minute, Mr. Archer. That don't sound like Othello. Who does it sound like? Abbott and Othello. Please, order. Uh, Your Honor. Gerard Finnegan. Uh, now, in my opinion... Hmm? Uh, what is your problem? Gerard, Eddie, I, I see your hand up. What do you think? I, I'd like to ask these two fellow jurors a question. Uh, well, what is it, Eddie? Uh, if it pays to be ignorant, how come you guys are broke? <laughs> well, anyway... Anyway, Miss Duffy's case is the sad one of a young lady who has floundered in the ocean of love. Mm-hmm. Just a second. Uh, I would like to talk directly to the flounder. Uh, <laughs> Miss Duffy, has uh, any young man ever evidenced you with any evidence of his amoriciousness? Yes, my boyfriend, Breckenridge Hassenfelder. I see. Uh, was there a proposal of marriage? There was. Uh, where did said proposal take place? At my house. Papa asked him to marry me. <laughs> well, thank you, Miss Duffy. Next case, please. Yes, you have my problem. <laughs> yes, you have, haven't you? <laughs> Next case. <clears throat> Hello? Hello, Duffy. You got a problem? You want to talk to Mr. Sherman? Uh, okay, here, Rance. Mm, hello. Yes, Mr. Duffy, this is Sherman. Mm-hmm. Well, what is the problem? Well, look, you tell it to me and I'll present it to the jurors. I see. And you agree to abide by the jury's decision. All righty. Uh, what is Duffy's problem, Rance? Well, not to mention names, here is the problem. A certain employer... A certain employer has had a financial controversy with a certain employee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, this employee has been earning a salary of $15 a week for the last 10 years. Now, the employer has long been considering depreciating this amount. The question is, what is a fair amount of depreciation? Well, Your Honor, I think a fair amount of depreciation would be two bucks, up to $17 a week. Uh, Right, Finnegan? Right, Eddie? Okay, the motion is carried. Uh, Hello? Hello, Duffy. Duffy, you will be unhappy to know that the jury has voted me a $2 depreciation. Huh? I now get 13 bucks a week. Duffy, that ain't a depreciation, it's a cut. Well, I won't take it. No, sir, and I'm quitting you right now. Huh? If I come back, you'll raise me to 15? Well, that's a little more like it. (laughs) Just shows you, fellas, you know, the only way to get a raise is to scare a guy, huh? Well, wait a minute now. What about the radio show? 
the radio show. You think I'm leaving this kind of money? <laughs> but, uh, Rance, uh, let me wish you good luck on the Nitwit Court. I know it's going to be a great show. Well, thank you, Archie. I also feel that the Nitwit Court will be the greatest show in the history of radio. And I say this with all sincerity because I would say exactly the same thing about any other show of which I was the star. Good night, Archie. Good night, Ransom. Good night. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.